With that, I invite you to stand as you are able as we come to God's Word um, in, in one of the letters in our New Testament. Now, the Apostle Paul writes most of the letters that comprise our New Testament in our Bible, and in this, he is talking to a church in Philippi. Now, this church is one that he started, and this group of people are people that he loved. So he's visited, he's, he's grown that church, then he left, and now I want to set the stage here. I know, I'm sure you've been reading this already behind me, but he starts with rejoicing here, but he's rejoicing from a specific place, and here it is. He's in prison. You know, in Paul's time, if you talked about Jesus, if you preached about Jesus, you could lose your life. And he has been beaten. He, is, he has been going hungry. They have not been feeding him. And now he's sitting in a prison cell, wondering if this is the time, out of many, that he will actually be beheaded. That's what's happening as he writes this letter. And listen to what he has to say to them. He's cheerleading them. So in chapter 4, this is what he says, I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last you have revived your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned for me, but had no opportunity to show it. Not that I'm referring to being in need, for I have learned to be content with whatever I have. I know what it is to have little, and I know what it is to have plenty. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being well-fed and of going hungry, of having plenty and of being in need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So I have two kiddos. One is six, one is eight, and they are little fireballs of energy. And I try to keep up with them, and I've lost all my hair because of it. Um, I threw out my back the other day just trying to pick up my kiddo. It's crazy, this whole parenting gig. But once in a while, it's really fun because they'll come running in, and they'll be like, Daddy, Daddy, guess what? Guess what? Daddy, guess what? Daddy, guess what? I'm like, what? I have a secret. And I'm like, okay. Um, what's the secret? And they're like, I can't tell you. And then they play the game. You know what it is, right? Guess what it is. Guess what the secret is. And so I have to guess randomly. So um, you like Harry Potter. No, that's not the secret. Guess again. And I'm like, okay, um, you had special K for breakfast. Is that the secret? No, I have a secret. And I keep guessing and keep guessing, and it's all random. And finally, I'm like, I give up. Are you sure? Because I have a secret. I'm like, yes, what is it? And they'll say, I have a Lego in my pocket. <laughs> like, really? As parents, you know exactly what I'm talking about, don't you? And then there are other times. Other times they come up, they come in in a much different tone. Daddy. I have a secret, and I, I have to tell you something. And usually then, it's something that they're really worried about, something with one of their friends, or sometimes it's they've broken something and they want to confess it. Sometimes it's because they ate the creamsicles and didn't ask me. That's not a hypothetical. That just happened. They have a secret. I wonder if you have secrets. 
as you come in today. I'll bet some of you have beautiful secrets, ones that you are really celebrating, and for whatever reason you can't tell others. And I'm sure some of you have secrets that you don't want to tell anyone. Things you've done against God, things you've done against others, things you wish you had done, and you wish you could get that secret off your chest. We all have secrets. Paul has a secret that he's talking about, and it's a powerful one. And in this key piece of scripture, I think it could be a life-changing one to learn what the secret is. But I wonder, in life, I, it seems like other people have learned secrets that sometimes I have not gotten. Have you had this where it seems like some people, it seems like they have the secret, they've learned the secret of like how to, how to make money and how to be satisfied with that, and they've, they've just really done it, and they're, they're, their bank accounts must be big. They, they just seem like they're just successful. It seems like they've learned the secret, and then others of us are like, well, we're struggling, and how, how does it, how does it they, they have that secret, and I, I don't. And then there are others that seem like they have learned the secret of, like, successful business, or they keep getting promotions, and their, their careers are doing amazing. They've learned that secret, and for us, the others of us, or maybe it's not, as successful that we wonder why why do they have that and i i don't and still there are others that it seems like they're successful in how they how they have relationships or family they have more than you do and all at once it feels like they know the secret that that you just haven't been able to connect with it's hard to see all those things in life to look at others and wonder is that a secret that i i should know so Paul talks about a secret here to a congregation, to a people that have had some issues. They've been hurting. They've been struggling. And so he's been trying to cheerlead them. And the crazy thing is he's cheerleading after he's been beaten within an inch of his life. So he is struggling, and he's probably been beaten with clubs. Another common one would have been to be beaten with the cat of nine tails, which has... Um, string rope which has like bone and metal on the ends and they would whip you with it and it would tear giant wounds and they didn't have hospitals so you'd sit in the cell and let the wounds just bleed out and get dirty and in the meantime he's still waiting to see okay are the soldiers going to come and execute me now and he's not eating and yet he has a secret. His life, actually, is much different than what you would think the circumstances are because i got to be honest. I wouldn't want to be where Paul's sitting. I read the letters that he writes to churches, and I'm like, I am amazed by this person that he seems to be so content, seems to be happy, seems to be purposeful, and I wish for that. That is a secret that I wish for more than anything, to have purpose, to have meaning to have contentment. And Paul has learned this secret. It's almost like when he's writing, he's like, I have a secret, and he's writing it down for them. So let's, let's listen to what this is. This is amazing. So remember, in prison, wondering if he's going to die, he's wounded, he's hungry, and the first thing he says, he says, I rejoice. Are you kidding me? <laughs> rejoice? But somehow he is. 
He's happy in this. He's, he's finding something to be happy about even when he's stressed. That now at last you have revived your concern for me. So they have written back to him or maybe they've sent a delegate back to him after his last visit and they're wondering how he's doing, this one that has been important to them. So indeed, you were concerned for me but had no opportunity to show it. And then here's the kicker. Not that I'm referring to be in need. Are, are you kidding? <laughs> So he's not eating, he's in prison, and he's been beaten. Not in need? Seriously, when, when would you be in need then, if not there? But he says, no, he's okay. For I've learned to be content with whatever I have. He's learned the secret. He goes on, I know what it is to have little, and I know what it is to have plenty. In any and all circumstances, I've learned the secret. Now, here it is, the secret of being, oh, well-fed. Well, I'm like, come on, Paul, that's so easy. What's the secret to being well-fed? Well, have a lot of food and eat, right? Pretty simple. But then he says, and I know the secret of going hungry. Now, that seems to be a little different. I'd like to learn the secret of that, what it means when you do miss a meal and still be content. I've learned the secret of having plenty, he says, of having stuff, and then learned the secret of being in need. Now, the Mayo Clinic and Harvard have done long-term studies. They have done this, and they have, they have uncovered what the secret is to people who are happier who report being more satisfied in every single area of their life. There's one simple thing, and they've out of all the factors, and i got to be honest, it has nothing to do with their bank accounts. That people who actually, and maybe it's some of you, that feel like, hey, I have security in my checking account or my retirement, they're saying that is not the number one factor, or even the top ten factors of satisfaction. That is not it. And as they've done these studies, again, Harvard and Mayo Clinic and others have really spent a lot of time and energy into this. The secret of satisfaction, of happiness, of purpose, is not to do with a, a checking account, is not have to do with what they do for a career. So what they're doing in life, whether they've been successful or not, is not one of the top factors. Also, the secret does not involve their family or their relationships. Whether people were single or divorced, um, it did not matter. Whether they had family or not, that didn't matter for their satisfaction and their happiness and their purpose. So what is it? What is the secret? Well, they had, Harvard did this study and they had three groups of people. And for ten weeks, they had one group of people write down for the first ten minutes of every day starting with all their challenges and struggles to write them down. So they would write down like, I'm struggling with school right now. I'm struggling with my significant other and this is going on in my finances or whatever it was. They would just write in 10 minutes every day for 10 weeks, they would write those down. And then they followed them over the next year to see how things were going for them. Now the second group, they said, journal. We want you to write and focus on whatever's on your hearts. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And so for 10 minutes, every single day, they would start their day writing out what is, what is anything going on on their hearts. And they would just let them write, and then they tracked them over the next year. 
The last group, they would focus on, they said, for your first 10 minutes of every day, I want you to focus on things you are grateful for, things you are thankful for, and write that out. So they'd say, I'm grateful for my family, I'm grateful for my job, I'm grateful for breathing, I'm grateful, whatever it was. 10 minutes for 10 weeks, and then they followed them. And out of the three groups, the ones that reported, that started their journaling just on struggles, the ones that journaled on anything, and then the ones that had gratitude and started with 10 minutes, the ones who had gratitude reported that they, they went to the doctor less over the next year. They reported greater satisfaction in their relationships. They actually were more physically fit. They went to the gym more for some reason. They, they had all these factors mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. They were all way up. What is the secret? The secret is gratitude. Paul has it. He is in a situation that he, I wouldn't be thankful for at all. And he's saying, I've learned the secret. That's being grateful. Now the beauty of this is that this is a learned behavior. That actually we can do this together. That now that you know the secret, that this is something that you and I can do together. And that's why I'm so grateful over the month of November, we always just focus on one day, right? It's one day set aside and we celebrate Thanksgiving. But what if we take the gratitude challenge that you and I start to start every single day saying, God, thank you. Thank you for my life. God, thank you. Thank you for my home. God, thank you. Thank you for the people around me. God, thank you. Thank you for food. God, thank you. Thank you for your love. God, thank you. If we start every single day with gratitude, we will start to uncover the secret of having plenty and being in need, of having happiness and joy and of having struggles and things that we're concerned about. Because the secret, the secret is being grateful. And here's the best part. It's not a secret anymore. And the reason that Paul was able to do this is one reason. He wasn't thankful just to be thankful. He wasn't just like, I'm in prison and this is awesome because I, I've just learned the secret. No, at the very end of this, he says it. There's only one reason that he's done this. I can do all things through him. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. So if you're feeling weak right now, the secret is that God is going to get you through it. How many days of your life have you had? What is your ratio of getting through all the days previously in your life? It's 100%, by the way. God gets you through them. And so today, the challenge starts and ends with one, and his name is Jesus. That God sent Jesus to us. He didn't want us to be alone. And God sent him because he wanted desperately to be with us. He wanted desperately to show us that there is more to life than just living for a job. That there's more to life than finding satisfaction in a lake house. That there's more to life than satisfaction in the number of likes you get on Facebook. So today I want us to do the gratitude challenge together. So for 30 days, I'm committing to starting my days with thankfulness.
that I am, I'm putting it on social media. Here's what I'm grateful for. And every day, I want to thank God for people in places like this one and forgiveness like the one that God gives me. The love, the joy that God gives me in every moment. And I'm hoping that you will join me in that. That today is the first day that we can start with thanks. Because the secret's out. When we go out from here, I am hoping and praying that with your words, with your actions, that people are wondering, is, are they, boy, the way they're acting, there's got to be a reason. There's got to be a reason. And then you can start to talk about what God has done for you. And the challenge is going to be, how can you not talk about Jesus? The challenge is going to be, how can you not share this with others that need it? The challenge is going to be, how can I keep this secret? It's like my kids, I have a secret. I have a secret. I have to tell you. It's that kind of joy. So let's take the challenge together. Because the challenge has already been done. He did it all on the cross. And that changes everything. Amen. Let's pray. God, wow. Thank you so much. God, thank you so much. God, thank you so much for these people that you love. Thank you so much for this place. Thank you so much for the words that you bless us with through Paul. Thank you for the reality that you are the one who gets us through any, any circumstance. So God, change our hearts. Reframe the way we see everything. Help us to take this challenge and to realize you, you've done it already. So help us to be grateful, imperfect people that are loved by you. To go out and change the world for you. And all God's people said, Amen.